He is a change maker, Jackson Chabalala, operations manager at Liver Foundation. Jackson, welcome to Drive Time on IFM. Thanks uh, so much for joining us. Man, Mr. Shafiq, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's great to be in a radio station at home, man. Love. So uh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege for me to be here. Lovely stuff. Actually, uh, you were just shocked to find out that uh, there is this radio station in Nessa. Yes. So uh, I need everyone to know about this station. And I even like uh, the three eyes that you guys had. So, um, and also, I was born in Livingston Hospital. How? So I'm literally two minutes away, a minute mm. away from where I was born. So uh, it's, I'm just, uh, I think I'm... I'm a bit overwhelmed. Yes. And uh, just really appreciative of this opportunity. Lovely stuff. So right now, uh, actually, we just have to get into our uh, swing of things. You are working with an organization that has a, that is so futuristic and uh, is so visionary and uh, trying to transform the lives of, of the youngsters, um, not only in South Africa, but in the continent. Yes. Sir. So I want us to start with that. Let's talk about Tangible Africa. All right. So Tangible Africa... I uh, was birthed actually from a project or honors assignment that Byron Batterson had in 2017 at Nelson Mandela University. Okay, who is Byron Batterson? Byron Batterson uh, created the app called Tanks okay. as part of his honors project because Byron Batterson was thinking about how he grew up mm. and he had the opportunity to have access to computers, opportunity to have access to electricity. But what about all of those learners in rural and township communities yes. that didn't have uh, that access? And he knew how important the coding would be uh, for future jobs. Mm. So he had uh, a project that created a low-cost uh, uh, project for teaching coding without the use of computers, without electricity, etc., etc. And he was under the supervision of Professor Jean Hreiling mm. at Nelson Mandela University, who is the Tangible Africa uh, Project Director. Lovely stuff. So how does it work? I mean, like uh, teaching coding without using computers. And uh, I mean, we know that we have to have computers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the key, right, to innovation. Yeah. Uh, there, there's traditional ways of doing things. And mm. innovation shows a new way of doing things. So what we have is custom designed tokens okay. that are in the form of puzzle pieces. Very small, can take them anywhere. On those puzzle pieces, there are QR codes. Mm. And each puzzle piece is uh, unique. Uh, actually, there's a group of them that are unique that give certain uh, instructions. Okay. So all coding is, I, I think, understanding what coding is will help understand why the uh, tokens work. Mm. Coding is a list of instructions that tell a program or computer what to do. So you go to the ATM, you put your bank card in, it now asks for something. It asks for a pin. Mm. You put the pin in. And then if the pin is correct, you go to the next uh, phase. If the pin is incorrect, you have to either uh, reinsert your pin or leave and realize that you're not going to steal money from the person whose card you picked up. Mm. And then you put in the amount that you want, etc., etc. So these tokens have instructions of move back, uh, move forward, turn left, turn right, shoot, uh, repeat, etc., etc. These tokens are then complemented by an app that we have uh, that's available on Play Store okay. called Ranges, powered by Tangible, or Tanks, powered by Tangible, and then we also have Boats. Okay, so, so developed three games. Developed by? Baron Batterson developed Tanks, mm -hmm. and then we had our Tangible team uh, develop Ranges and uh, Boats. So, uh, what I mean? Separately. Um, yeah. so, 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 the developer is from SA? South African Nelson Mandela University. Nelson Mandela University. Wow. So it is an innovation from Africa for Africa and the world.
So okay, let's say from Kabeha to the world. From Kabeha to the world. Yeah. I, I once made a point. I'll get back to it, but we went to the African Union. Oh yes. Uh, to pitch our project. So that was in Tunisia. Mm. And then we were first runners up, so we came second place. A project yes. from the south of the south mm. went to the north of the north of Africa. And, and came second we were place. relevant in that kind of space. So it's very inspiring to see. Uh, usually these things come from big cities uh, that we know about. Hey, you know, I'm getting goosebumps as we speak, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, this, is, this is awesome, man. Yes. So uh, tell me, how did you get involved in this, uh, all these projects? So I studied at Nelson Mandela University as well. And um, I studied industrial psychology. Okay. And in my studies, I started finding out about digital marketing, digital uh, data analysis, computer software, and all of these future-based skills. Mm. And I started thinking about those learners in townships, those learners in rural communities. Yes. How aware are they of the changing job market? Because mm. people are still applying for, not to speak down on these careers, but on careers that are already saturated, such as accounting, engineering, law, yes. and medicine, mm. which are great careers and which are necessary. Mm. But there's a huge shortage of software developers in South Africa. All right. And there's a huge shortage of other people with digital skills in South Africa. And as the world advances, mm. we find ourselves staying behind again. And then there's a, something we call the digital divide. Mm. So I wanted to go to townships and speak about opportunities that exist uh, for 21st century skills and 21st century jobs. In my conversations with different stakeholders, I was introduced by friends to Professor Jean Hreiling. Okay. Uh, and then I just told him about this idea that I had to go out and create awareness in townships. And then he told me about this project, that yeah. they can actually teach the skill. And, and then, uh, but I found myself working for Lever Foundation okay. uh, in that time, yeah. uh, doing skills development because I was really uh, interested in how do we develop people in the township. Oh. And Lever Foundation is all about unlocking opportunities and building our local and global community. So how do you unlock opportunities? So we unlock opportunities uh, through our Work for a Living Center. Mm -hmm. So CS Benza has partnered with Lever Foundation All right. to have a Work for a Living Center at our foundation. Mm -hmm. Work for a Living focuses on getting unemployed people job skills, vocational skills, yeah. teaching them how to find a job, All right. teaching them how to keep a job, and teaching them how to be promoted in the job by not only teaching them uh, technical skills, but also teaching them the right mindset Interesting enough, for a job. Yeah, yes. Sorry to cut you off. Interesting enough, now, um, this morning I got a message from a good friend of mine. Um, he's also part of the iPhone family. He texted yes. me like, brother, um, do you know anyone who can help me out with ABCD? So it is speaking about what you're saying right now. Wow. Said, I was like, okay, I'll get back to you later. Yes. Not knowing that later, oh, I'll right be now. <laughs> <laughs> I just found the person who can actually assist him. Amazing. So, definitely good stuff. I just cut yes. you off there. Yeah. Oh, not, not a problem. So, from work for a living, we train people how to uh, get jobs, how to be employable. Yes. And also, we target against the poverty mindset and the mindset of entitlement. Mm. We want people to take ownership. So, when uh, they finish our course and they do well. Mm. We also have relationships with employers. All right. So we unlock employment opportunities for unemployed people. So um, coming to yourself now, yes. you studied industrial psychology. Yes. And now you're working with a, 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 an international brand yes. that is into coding. Yes. Um, I just want to, you know, to get the understanding. Are you also like a coder yourself? No, I'm not. 
Oh, and that's what makes this project so inspiring. Okay. It is simple enough mm. that anyone can get involved. So our slogan or some of our tag is to demystify coding. Demystify. So right now it is a mystery. Yes, because people think it's this thing that is so far beyond them, that is so difficult to do, that uh, it's only for a select few. You need to have like a certain IQ. Exactly. Mm. And you need to have a certain qualification from a certain institution, etc., etc. When, as I simply said before, it's uh, it's a list of instructions that tell a computer what to do. Mm. So I was able to learn how to uh, run workshops. Okay. But I want to uh, specify, it is basic block coding. And uh, text-based coding, so it's not Python oh, or C sharp that we're teaching. So it's a but basic it's a that concepts of coding. Oh, cool stuff. Yeah, such as computational thinking, mm. and those concepts of computational thinking come with algorithms, All right. uh, abstraction, pattern recognition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we teach learners that, and what we found from what we teach, learners actually perform better in other subjects that require problem solving, right. logical thinking, creativity, collaboration. So we're not just teaching coding. But we're teaching skills relevant for the future. Mm. So even if you want to be a doctor, even if you want to be an astronaut, if you want to be a veterinarian, mm. you can still learn this because it's a skill that is relevant for the future. Currently, a lot of people are struggling with um, uh, spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to be an IT technician. Uh, accountants use spreadsheets. Mm. Office managers use spreadsheets. Mm. So it's because that's becoming the language. Langu- language is becoming more digital. I hate someone so just people need to d- become literate. Yeah, so yeah, I just said it to someone yesterday, or not, it was yesterday, saying that, hey, I was doing spreadsheet, but hey, there's these formulas, hey, there's yeah. what, what, I'm like, hey, practice, practice. Yes, sir. So, okay, so the organization has reached uh, more than uh, 100,000 people. 100,000 uh, learners, yes. 100,000 learners. trained about 20,000 20, uh, teachers. How did you achieve that? So, what we really believe in is transformation through collaboration. Mm-hmm. So, uh, our partners are crucial to our development. Without our partners, we have partners who fund us, we have partners who collaborate with us, Mm. and we have partners who benefit from our project. Mm. And those partners allow us to extend our reach. So, for example, last year, a crucial partner for us was SATU. They are the... And other teachers' unions as well, Mm. uh, NATU and SOE. So what happened was we trained around, in total, 700 master trainers. But these wow. were teachers. And each of these teachers would go across the country, across all provinces, okay. training their teachers. All right. So with that reach of training the 700 teachers directly, we were able to have around 20,000 teachers across the country trained. But this project has been happening since 2017. So we've been training teachers mm. uh, since then. But last year was a big uh, expansion point for us. And then the learners are reached by these teachers mm. uh, in the schools. And then we've partnered with the Learning Trust as well, mm. who are partnering with the uh, IDC to fund us to have interns on the ground. So we've been able to employ about 150 interns wow. in local communities across the country. Mm. And they engage with learners and community organizations daily across the country. Beautiful stuff. So it's not just an organization that says, okay, please fund us. We are running this project and then we don't deliver. Exactly. Okay. So you're speaking about uh, training teachers. Um, these teachers you are training, yes. do, do they have an interest or maybe they already knew something about coding, uh, coding and all that? 
So the government has a plan to bring about a coding and robotics curriculum. Mm. And some of these teachers need to be oriented oh, yes. in this because they might not have had experience in it before. Yeah. And what we believe with our project, even if it's coding without computers, is a great introduction to uh, plugged coding. Mm. So we're an offline solution that prepares people for online uh, solutions. All right. So those teachers, there are certain emotions that they had when it mm. came to coding and robotics, such as anxiety. Will this take my job? I was born before technology, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So we come and simplify, demystify coding for them. Then we run through the concepts for them. So some teachers had experience and some teachers didn't have experience. Mm. But all teachers left the training feeling a bit more encouraged and ready and equipped to roll out coding and robotics in their schools. Beautiful stuff. So now let's come back to yourself. Um, yes. You are born in PE. Yes, sir. Which side? Uh, yeah. Oh, Livingston, you're saying? Livingston Hospital. Hey, look at me. Hey, you know, <laughs> grew up in New Brighton until yes. I was seven years old. Mm. And then from seven, uh, I was in Young Park Okay. Um, until I moved out because of work. So I'm a, I'm a PE native. Right. Kabecha, Kabecha native. Oh, yes. <laughs> so now, while you are there, um, let's say your primary school, you, w- what are you trying to study? What do you want to be when you grow up? When I was in primary school? Yes. I wanted to be, all my friends wanted to be firemen, policemen, etc. And I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. Okay. So I was fortunate. I wanted a PlayStation when I was young. Yes, yes, but, yes. But uh, my brother was like, get a computer because you can play games and do other things as well. Listen to music, watch videos, etc., etc. So I was exposed to computers at an early age. Okay. And then being exposed to computers, I was introduced to Bill Gates because of Microsoft. And you said that you're going to employ Bill Gates one day, to work for you. <laughs> one day, I believed when I was young. I was seven, eight years old, you know. Uh, the, the naivety and yeah. uh, excitement of youth. So no, I told but my actually, father. actually, it is translating to that now because you're already working with an organization that is one second, second, second space, yeah. the whole continent or Africa? Yes. In Africa, I mean, Africa the, alone, yes. not the world. No, no, in Africa. In Africa. Yes, so, uh, out of 900 applicants. I'm sure by now, Big, Big Guts knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. what happened? Um, me wanting to be an entrepreneur is uh, part of the family uh, genealogy. My dad is an entrepreneur. And there was a time where we had challenges financially because of uh, business was tough. Yes. And then growing up very, uh, growing up uh, reasonably comfortable, uh, when, when those tough challenges came, I started being a bit more disengaged uh, from school. And I actually became more creative. And I thought, what's the meaning of life if entrepreneurship doesn't work? Yes. Why am I even pursuing business? Why am I pursuing school? Mm. Then marks just started dropping. I started being a bit more disinterested in school, thinking about being cool. I played a bit of sport. And yeah, th- th- that's what I was uninspired. Let me say that. I looked at the country. I was like, where's this country going to? Where am I going to? And et then cetera, what made you change, change your thinking? What made me change my thinking is I got to university, studied industrial psychology a little bit, but I still wasn't changed. But in grade 11... Okay, so before you continue there, um, industrial psychology, who enforced that? Who influenced that? To be funny, I watched a series Mm. called House of Lies. Yes. Yes, So I watched House of Lies and it was with Don Cheadle. So there's two. There's House of Cards with Kevin Spacey and there's House of Lies with Don Cheadle. And what he was doing, he was working in this 
big corporation and he was just traveling making deals with people and mm. bringing companies together i was like what is that so i didn't know what it was but i was like i want to be that mm. and then i got to varsity i look at the syllabus i look at the the book that has prospectus and then i saw industrial psychology and it was something that was the closest mm. to what i saw don Cheadle do all right and so it was a, a series that made me uh, choose my career path and your parents what are they saying at that time so my parents are very, they like uh, a leader that allows for aut- aut- uh, thing, autonomous decision making. Okay. So when I was in grade nine, when I had to choose subjects, mm. my parents weren't involved. Mm. I just told them what I wanted to do. All right. When I went to high school, my brother and I decided what high school to go to. When mm. I went to university, I decided what to do. So fortunately, my parents have given us free reign when it comes to those decisions but they were strict when it came to character, behavior, ethics, etc. Mm. And um, I think in grade eleven, I realized that I don't want to have a, I don't want to uh, mess up the opportunities my parents have afforded me. Definitely. So I got more involved in school. I got more involved. I became a prefect afterwards. I was a house leader, soccer captain, etc. I was like, let me let me get my life back into order. Mm. And it was saying to myself, whatever the conditions or the environment I am in are. I can determine what to choose and, and create my future. Beautiful. I mean, you are young at that time, but you still have, uh, you know, that kind of thinking. I mean, speaking about you employing Bill Gates <laughs> at that age, it means that uh, you had some wild thoughts, you know, like you are this person. But anyway, you are here right now and you are doing yes, those yeah. things that you are dreaming for because you, it might, you, might, you, might, you might not be you employing Bill Gates, yes. but you are working in the field you know that it is in line yes and you are doing great things Thank so, you so right much. now i just want us to come back to tangible africa yes. what is the main goal the main goal of tangible africa i've mentioned demystifying coding yes uh we want to impact tomorrow by that we mean impacting the future the the people who are going to lead tomorrow so impacting young people but what we want to do is to enhance learners career dreams okay so what we work on is a four-tier pipeline mm. so how do we get a young person who is still in school or maybe has dropped out of school but is un- unemployed, uh. get them playing our game. Mm. Let them learn about coding and future careers. Mm. And then get them formally uh, trained through an academy that we do to train uh, introduction, introductory level coding, coding. such okay. as Python or C Sharp. Mm. And then if possible, especially if they're in school, to get them through a career path that let's find a bursary for this person. Mm. They've shown great talent, great discipline, and we've identified that a bursary would allow them to uh, access or unlock opportunities that would previously not be accessible to them. And then the idea is to get this person employed in that space. And this year we had our first uh, story that happened like that with Bushe, who who was introduced to our project in grade 11. I was going to g- get there now by asking you, what, uh, what, 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 do you have any success stories? Yes. Yeah, so you can go yes. on. Yes, so Bukhi was uh, introduced to our coding uh, project in grade 11. Mm. And then he took an interest in coding, and then he went to go study at Nelson Mandela University Software Development. Yes. And this year, he completed and he has been employed uh, at uh, one of our partner employers wow. uh, as a job. And that's what we want to do for everyone who is introduced to our project. Wow, this is awesome. Yes. I mean, like, I was looking forward to the success story, but now you just gave it out right away. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's yes. all good. I mean, it happens. So, um, 
right now i want to get back into let's say south africa itself yes you spoke about um some subjects let's say yes. accounting or so ever are saturated yes um my question now is do you think um that uh, south african education system right yes. now is failing us i don't think the education system is failing us i'm thinking the decisions that we are making is what's failing us so if you look at the country as a whole mm. the edu- education is meant to prepare us for economic atav- activity all right how's the economy doing what's the language around the economy because mm. if we understand what the language around the economy is and what skills are needed in economy then we have to translate that to the education system okay so the guys who make decisions about what markets matter what decisions matter are we going to stay on coal or we're going to use solar mm. are we going to stay uh, on analog or we're going to use digital? digital once that is decided how do we educate are we going to stay educating people about coal mines or we're we looking at renewable energy mm. are we looking at digital education so does that mean we need to invest in um, more computers etc this is me trying to be very politically correct <laughs> in answering that so the decision yeah. makers in the department of education need to be a bit braver mm. they need to decide how are we moving forward decide on decision saying this is how we want the economy to look like so this is how we're going to educate our learners we need collaborative learning we need digital learning we need creative learning we don't need static learning where learners are just sitting at a desk and not having conversations with each other mm. because they're told not to have conversations with each other to do their own work then they get into the professional environment where they have to do team building yes, work with each other etc yes. etc et so currently the decisions we're making at the education uh, level are failing us and we need to be a bit more innovative with how we educate our learners okay so now the decision we're speaking about the you're not speaking about like let's say the learners themselves no decisions. not the learners themselves okay. the decisions that are made because not even the teachers mm. yes the decisions that are made from above mm. those decisions need to be re-looked at and saying what are we preparing learners? that's that's what they need to ask so i remember there was a time when bladins monday said that uh, the problem is you guys or students are going to universities and study obsolete subjects yes i mean our uh, courses yes so i'm like uh, uh why are those courses still there exactly exactly why are those courses still available if they're obsolete mm. and then if those uh new courses that are relevant uh are, are being promoted mm. is there enough entrepreneurial support for companies who are starting those kinds of job or opening those markets yes so it's saying okay go study data analytics mm. how many opportunities exist in south africa for data analysts mm. so those are questions that we need to look at yes. and then once we can look at those questions because unfortunately my friends who study law either they brilliant and get jobs mm. or they have to go and do internships uh over and over again in order to find uh employment and then when it comes to studying obsolete subjects if if they calling it that what is our measurement or or metric when it comes to metric mm. how much are we investing in metric so that people can qualify for these subjects yes or, or wh- why are we not pr- 30% promoting- Hey, so I don't want to get into that. <laughs> But why are we not promoting TVET? Yes. We need plumbers. Mm, lots of them. Yeah, we we need uh electricians because what happens is 
South Africa is still a developing nation. Mm-hmm. So developed countries, uh, great. They have automated tools for that. But w- what can our people do that can get them an income now? Mm. And that, that's what makes me sad. You go study for four years or three years at university. You take a loan. Mm. And then with that loan, uh, after you're done, it's either you don't get a job or you get an internship job. And you have the pressures of paying back a loan while still having t- the experience mm. of working. So every time you apply, they say you're not experienced enough. But if you had experience and you apply, they say you don't have the qualification for it. Sure. So those things need to be looked mm. at. Awesome stuff. So I want to get into coding. Yes, sir. What do I do first? So you want to get into coding? Uh, the best thing is find out what coding is. Okay. There's Google. There's all of these things. There's uh, career portals. There's uh, schools. But in order to qualify for uh, a course in university, traditional coding course, mm. you can. You have to have sixty-five percent maths. Okay. And uh, you have to have passed with a good mark, mm. and then you can apply. Sec- <laughs> second way. Yeah. Is, and this is what we also try to promote. Okay. Udemy, for okay. example, mm. or Coursera, or whatever online opportunity. YouTube. Mm. There, there are so many alternative ways to learn in this era that there are people who will never have to go to school. Okay. But they can learn how to code. Perfect. And then look it into entrepreneurship. Lovely stuff. And let's say my child wants to get into Tangible Africa projects. Perfect. So info at lever. L-E-V-A foundation.org Send us an email Say hey I'm from this place I'm excited about your project And I want to get involved So people can send emails Or alternatively They can send us a WhatsApp Okay On 066-060-5604 Okay Repeat that again So that is Zero, that's plus two seven, zero six six, zero six zero, five six zero four. Then say, hey, I'm from this place or I'm from this school. Do you guys serve this area? And we also offer uh, training to schools who want to get involved. And um, we want as many schools as possible. This is not only for schools without computers, mm. but even those schools that do have computers and they want to orient their learners before they get into a computer. This is the perfect uh, project for that. Beautiful stuff. Uh, Brother um, Jackson Shabalala, thank you very much for your time. Uh, and I, do believe, I, I mean, this was so inspiring. This was so <laughs> tangible. You know? Hey, tell me about it. <laughs> this was so tangible. But I wanted to get into Africa as well. You know, how it is doing out this there. This doesn't have to be my last time. Exactly. This doesn't so have I to think be my last to have time. Like, do, do, we need to have like more time so that we can speak about what you have done outside there Perfect. and how is the collaboration working with other countries. Yes, sir. And also, um, which one is that? That union? Uh, what was this? Africa Union Africa Union. Award. Yeah. Yes. yes, we didn't even get there as well. Yes. So there are so many things that we can talk about. Yes, but please. anyway, we are going to have another time. Thank, Thank you, you so very much, much once again. This was great. Thank you for inviting me, sir. It's a pleasure. Cheers. And that was uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson Shabalala from Tangible Africa. He is actually operations manager at Liver Foundation.